What's up, you beautiful human? Today we are going to be talking about a couple of marriage tips for ADHD. These are just a few things that I've learned along the way, um, either from personal experience or I've learned from someone else on the internet and then implemented it. Um, we're just going to get straight into it. So this is just my opinion as the person with ADHD. My husband does also have an ADHD diagnosis, but his manifests very differently than mine does. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not going to talk all about him and his diagnoses because that's his business, um, which he probably wouldn't care if I shared, but I did not talk to him ahead of time about that. So, yes, he is also um, a little bit not neurotypical. Let's just say that. He is neurodivergent as well, um, and his neurodiversities manifest very differently than mine. So, I am very much the messy one, the squirrely one, the forgetful one, the one that's running late. Um, the one that says things and then doesn't follow through on it because I have all these wonderful ideas of things that I want to do and I don't think about the fact that I can't actually do all of them. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where this perspective is coming from. So the first one, okay, wait now, I'm all over the place right now. Okay. Very first one, learn each other's love languages. We learned this very on in our relationship and it made a huge difference. My husband's number one love language is acts of service. I, once I knew that, I was like, well, that makes so much sense because he does stuff for me all the time and it's really nice and it's really awesome and it really works great in our dynamic. Um, but I wasn't doing things in return to make him feel loved. I mean, like I was doing stuff, but like I wasn't going out of my way to ever like do something extra. Like if I was trying to make him feel loved, I was trying to like hug him or tell him something nice or like ask him to like, let's go out on a little date and have quality time. And like, obviously he likes all of those things too. But like, if I would have just went out and like deep cleaned his car for him without him saying something, which is hilarious because his car was like always clean anyway. But like if I would have went and done something like that for him instead, that would have meant so much more to him. So learning each other's love languages has been huge because we are able to actually communicate in ways that make sense to the other person. And this one like piggybacks, well, I guess the next one piggybacks on that one. I don't know. This moves straight into the next one. This is something I learned recently that's very new to me and I loved this idea. Um, I did save the video, so I'm going to try to find the original person who shared it. Um, but essentially this man was talking about how his wife had asked him to go and like get a comforter out of the dryer or something and he didn't want to do it and she didn't want to do it and he was, he like didn't groan about it or anything. He just got up and did it and he was counting in his head how long it took him to go all the way there and do it and check it and come back and it was like 90 seconds and he's like 90 seconds of my life that I could have whined and groaned about. He's like, but instead I just got up and I did it and it took 90 seconds to make her feel loved, make her feel taken care of. And so I've really been trying to implement that myself and gamify some things because for me, acts of service is not my natural love language. And also, like I said, I'm squirrely. I'm all over the place. Today, when I put away the laundry for the first time in a long time, because he always does that, um, it took me probably like 20 minutes to put the laundry away because I got distracted. I cleaned out part of my closet and then I would go back to like sorting the laundry and I decided to clean out my basket of like not clean, not dirty clothes and all our clean clothes were like still on the bed at this point. I hadn't put them away. Then I decided to get myself dressed for the day and then I came out like literally took 20 minutes. So I've been trying really hard to focus on how long does it take for me to do that little task that is going to make him feel seen and cared for? So 
that has been really helpful. I don't know. It just kind of like gamified it a little bit. And so I wanted to share that because I think that could be helpful for other squirrely people. And also when I'm like counting, I'm focused on only that task because I'm trying to see how long that task really takes. Like for me, the one day it was opening up um, the curtains in the bedroom in the morning and like making the bed, but like not actually making the bed because he doesn't care if the bed is made. He just likes the one white comforter to like be spread out and cover everything. <laughs> like the whole thing is lumpy. There aren't cute pillows or anything. He just likes that blanket to be spread across the whole thing. And you know what? It literally took me like 27 seconds to do those things. Like I walked in there to get my own stuff. I thought about it and I was like, eh. I was like, wait, no, just do it. It's not going to take that long. Counted 27 seconds. So learn each other's love languages, gamify, um, ways that you can like make them feel loved, I guess. I don't know. Like gamify the things that aren't your strengths, but are important to them. Find ways to like actually follow through and make that happen because it makes a huge difference. Um, the third one is have very clear expectations of who is in charge of what. This takes away so many possible arguments and it just makes it a lot easier for you both to like regularly feel like life things are being taken care of and that um you know you're both doing your part and so we fell into a lot of our roles naturally but then when we actually like went through and really um wrote down like every single thing that has to be done we did this um mm, probably close to a year or so ago my husband has a neck injury I have a whole episode about it I'll link it in the episode description um but for a while he literally couldn't do anything at all around the house I was doing everything and working full-time and so when he started gaining back some of that strength he would start doing some of the things some of the time but then like we didn't have communication about who was doing what and when and it just kind of got chaotic and so I think that it's really really helpful when you can be super um upfront and just blunt about these are your tasks to do around the house and these are mine and like obviously we do each other's things like regularly I'm not saying that we never do things that aren't our chores but knowing that most of the time he's gonna have these things taken care of and most of the time I'm gonna have these things taken care of just really helps our house run really smoothly and it also helps us not get into arguments over silly stupid things that you don't even need to be arguing about Um, And then the last one, this one is kind of a little bit of a bonus one. I think that it's probably really important for you to have like really open and honest conversations about the way that your brain functions that differs from the way their brain functions. So especially as the females, we tend to just talking in some typical stereotypes here, typically there is a more masculine and a more feminine person in a relationship whether it's a female and a male together or not like usually someone is taking on more of those like feminine kind of roles or that feminine energy and someone's bringing more of that masculine energy and typically whoever has more of that feminine energy is going to be more aware of um i guess some of the emotional differences or like differences in the way that you and your partner function so like it's really easy for me to go to my husband and be like hey you know how this is really hard for me 
well, like I'm not doing that on purpose, you know, it's like how this is really difficult for you and it's something that you have to work at every time. It doesn't just come naturally and like able to make those connections to better understand how the other person functions. I think those are like really important conversations that make a huge difference. Um, and then everyone just feels more understood and seen and heard and, it also just like helps you to get back on the same team. Oh, here's one more. <laughs> We're just gonna go for five tips today. This one's probably the most important one. You are on the same team always, no matter what the conflict is. It does not matter. It is always you and your partner versus the problem, not you versus your partner. Like my husband and I are a team through and through. When there is a problem, he and I are trying to figure out how to solve it. Our, our bickering might not always start that way. But we always get back to that place of like, we're going to figure this out together because we're a team. And I think having that team mindset is really important. And I think everyone should really apply that to their kids too. Um, honestly, every relationship, it's always, let's have a team approach about this. It makes a huge difference. I think I said it makes a huge difference after like every tip today. <laughs> but it really does. Okay. That's all I have for today. Um, if you're interested in coaching and walking through anything together one-on-one, -on -one, um, I always have information about how to get in touch with me about that in the episode description. I'd love to work with you one-on-one. -on -one. If you haven't had a chance to listen to what a live coaching call sounds like, I'll also have that episode linked. Um, so you can listen in and see if maybe it's something that would be right for you. I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Hey friend, do you have ADHD? Maybe, maybe not. It really doesn't matter because either way, you're so welcome here. Whether it's you or someone you live with that has the squirrely brain, I'm here to help. On this show, we'll be sharing perspective shifts and hacks and systems and routines that all work for people of all ages with neurodivergent brains. I spent the last almost decade working with students as a special education teacher and navigating my own ADHD. Whether you want someone to hold space for you or you want the tactical, tangible strategies, you're in the right place. I'm going to help you learn to let it be easy, work with your unique strengths, and move from scattered to simplified. And we're doing it all with positive perspective, self-compassion, and a whole lot of God's grace. Let's do this.